Chapter Thirteen of Three People by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Thirteen: Toad's Real Estate. By next evening, business had fairly commenced. The first day's sales were encouraging in the extreme. The more so that Toad had rescued two boys from the vortex on his left and persuaded them into taking a cup of his excellent coffee instead of something stronger among the accomplishments that he acquired at the euclid house was the art of making delicious coffee an art which bid fair to do him good service now he set a very inviting-looking table a very coarse but delightfully clean white cloth hid the roughness and imperfections of the dry goods box and his stock of crockery consisting of three cups and saucers three large plates and three pie plates purchased at the auction rooms were disposed of with all the skill which his native tact and his apprenticeship at the euclid house had taught him after mature deliberation he had bargained for and rolled back the barrel made it stationary with the help of a nail or two and mounting it was ready for customers he had them too one especially whose appearance filled him with great satisfaction with the incoming of the four o'clock train mr stevens appeared stopped in surprise on seeing his new acquaintance asked numerous questions and finally remarked that he had been gone all day and might as well take his lunch there and go directly to the store so toad had the very great pleasure of seeing him drink two cups of his coffee eat three of his cakes and lay down fifty cents in payment thereof never was there a more satisfied boy than he when at dusk he packed his cakes into a basket procured for the purpose covered them carefully with the tablecloth tucked the coffee pot in at one end and marched whistling away toward home he had been gone since quite early in the morning had procured his own breakfast and dinner according to previous arrangement but was going home to tea it is doubtful if there will ever anything look nicer to toad than did that little clean room and that little square table with its bit of a white patched tablecloth and its three plates and three knives and its loaf of bread and its very little lump of butter a little black tea kettle puffed and steamed its welcome and a very funny little old brownware teapot stood waiting on the hearth there was that in this poor homeless boy's nature that took this picture in and he felt it to his very heart it was better a hundred times than the glitter and grandeur of the euclid house for didn't he know perfectly well that the little brown teapot on the hearth was waiting for him and had anything ever waited for him before now we are all ready chirped the old lady cheerily as toad set down his basket and took off his cap come winnie and straightway there appeared from the little room of the kitchen a new character in this story of toad's life one whom the boy had never heard of before and at whom he stared as startled as if she had suddenly blown up to them fairy-like from out of the wide mouth of the black tea-kettle this is my winnie explained she of the frill cap this is jim and rick's sister dear me i don't believe i ever thought to tell you they had a sister she was to school when you was bobbing back and forth yesterday and to-day and she was to bed when you came home last night well she's here now 
interrupted Winnie. Ready to be looked at, which she's likely to be, I should think. Let's have tea. Toad had been very uncertain as to whether he liked this new revelation of the family, but one word in the mother's sentence soothed his face as he sat down opposite the grey eyes of the grave, self-possessed-looking Winnie with a satisfied air. Now, said the mother, looking kindly on him, I've always asked a blessing myself at my table, because Jim and Rick, they don't either of em lean that way. But if you would do it, I think it would be all right and nice. Toad looked bewildered a moment, then adopted the very wise and straightforward course of saying, I don't know what asking a blessing means. Don't you now? Why, it's to say a little prayer to God before you eat, just to thank him, you know. A little gleam of satisfaction shone in Toad's eyes. Do good people do that? he asked. Why, yes, all the folks I ever lived with when I was a girl— Deacon Small's family, and Esquire Edwards' family, and all used to. Every time they eat? Every single time. That's nice, said Toad heartily, whereat the grey eyes opposite looked wonderingly at him. I like that. Now what do they say? Oh, they just pray a little simple word, just to say thank you to the Lord, you know. And do you want me to do it? well i think it would be nice and proper like if you felt like it reverently toad closed his eyes and reverently and simply did he offer his thanksgiving oh lord we thank you for this bread and butter and tea then he commenced at once on the subject of his thoughts conversation addressed to winnie do you go to school yes what kind of a place is school Nice enough place if you want to learn, stupid if you don't. Do you want to learn? Some. Well, what do you learn? Reading, spelling, writing, geography, arithmetic, and grammar. My, what are all them things? Don't you know what reading is? Oh, yes, I know them first three, but what's the long words? Well, geography is about the earth. Earth? what do you mean dirt some and water and some hills and rivers and cities and mountains but you can see all them things well it tells you more than you can see and what's t'other arithmetic is about figures what are you asking me so many questions for didn't you ever go to school never did in all my life not an hour now go on about the figures well, all about them, how to add and multiply and subtract and divide, and fractions. Never heard of one of em, said Toad with a little sigh. What be they all for? Why, so you can buy things and sell them, and keep accounts and everything. Then I ought to know em, cause that's what I'm doing. Do you know em? I'm studying arithmetic, and I'm as far as fractions. "'Will you show em to me?' "'Mother,' said Winnie, turning despairing eyes on the attentive old lady, "'he's such a funny boy. I don't know what to make of him.' "'He wants to study and learn, dearie, don't you see?' "'I think that's just as nice as can be.' 
she added turning to toad winnie she's a great scholar keeps to the head of her class all the time most and she studies evenings and you could get out your book and she would show you all about things couldn't you dearie i don't care said winnie listlessly yes i might if he wants to learn and if he won't bother me too much toad's cheeks were all aglow he had awakened lately to the fact that there was a great deal in this world that he didn't understand that he wanted to know about and without a doubt but that this wise-eyed girl knew it all and that he should learn it all and that he should learn it from her in a little while he went to work with alacrity examination came first that is it came after the dishes were washed then toad displayed his reading powers which really were remarkable when one considered that he could hardly tell himself how he happened to learn but which sank into insignificance by the side of winnie's clear-toned correct careful reading toad listened in amazement and delight that sounds just like mine he said at last drawing in his breath as she finished in return for which graceful compliment which had the merit of being an unconscious one winnie condescended to compliment him on the manner in which his letters large and small were gotten up they ought to be nice toad explained the way i worked at em it took me a week off and on to make that k crook in and out and up and down as it ought to dora hastings she told me about em and made the patterns you don't know dora hastings do you no i never heard of her but these are not patterns they are copies and there is no such word as um which you keep using so much our teachers told us so to-day what's the reason there isn't well because there isn't it's them and not um at all and you use a great many words that they wouldn't allow you to if you went to school well then said toad with his unfailing good nature don't you let me say em then oh no i mean them you're the school missus and i'm your school go on about the other things it was a busy evening arithmetic except so much as had been acquired to count his small income proved to be a sealed book to toad but the energy with which he began at the beginning and tried to learn every word in it was quite soothing to the heart of the young teacher the little mother sat at the end of the table and sewed industriously on the clothes that she had washed and ironed during the day but when a queer little old clock in the corner struck nine she bit off her thread and fastened her needle on the yellow cushion and interrupted the students now dearie let's put away our work you've made a first-rate beginning but it's time now to read your piece of a chapter and then we'll have a word of prayer and get to our beds so we can all be up bright and early in the morning toad closed his book promptly and looked on with eager satisfaction while winnie produced an old worn much used bible a whole bible and composedly turned over its pages with the air of one who was quite accustomed to handle the wonderful book where shall i read to-night mother she asked well dearie suppose you read what john says about the many mansions that they're getting ready for us john didn't say it mother 
answered Winnie, gravely. Jesus said it himself. Yes, dearie, but John heard him say it and wrote it down for us. So Toad listened and heard for the first time in his life these blessed words. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Thus on, through the beautiful verses, until this. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do. There, dearie, said Winnie's mother, that will do. I want to stop there and think about it. Whenever I get more than usual trouble in my heart about Rick and Jim, I want to hear this chapter down to there. Whatsoever ye shall ask, and it gives me a lift like, and then I pray away. Could you imagine how you should feel if you had just learned to love the Lord, and were as old as Toad was, and then should hear those words for the first time? The tears were following each other down his cheeks and dropping on his hand. "'Who does he mean?' he asked eagerly. "'Whose mansions be they that he's getting ready?' "'Why, bless you, one of them is mine, and there'll be one ready for anybody who loves him.' Toad's voice sank into a husky whisper. "'Do you think there's one getting ready for me?' There's no kind of doubt about it, not if you love the Lord Jesus. I suppose as soon as ever you made up your mind to love him, the Lord said, Now I must get a place ready for Toad, for he's decided that he wants to come up here with me. Wiser brains than Toad's would doubtless have smiled at the old lady's original and perhaps untheological way of interpreting the truth but he drank it in and drew nearer to the true meaning of it than perhaps he would had it been learnedly explained i never thought about it before in my life he said gravely and so that's heaven and there ain't any trouble there i heard mr burge say once in his preaching not a speck of trouble of any shape or kind nor nobody's wicked nor cross and no bottles there toad not a bottle how do you know? Because it says so right out, sharp and plain. No drunkard shall inherit the kingdom of heaven. That's Bible words, and you and I know that where there's bottles, and folks give them to their neighbors, why, there'll be drunkards. Toad nodded his head in solemn assent. Yes, he knew that better perhaps than his teacher. Then he asked, And what more about heaven? oh dearie me there's verses and verses about streets of gold and harps and thrones and singing oh my such singing as you never dreamed about and we are to be the singers you know and i couldn't begin to tell you all about it all and you never heard any of them verses well now i am beat well i always pick em all out and read em sunday i like to make sunday a kind of a holiday you know so I read em and study em and try to picture it all out. But then, you see, I can't, because the Bible says that eyes haven't seen, nor ears heard, and that we can't begin to guess at the fine things prepared for us. Well now, 
broke in toad his lips hurrying to tell the thought that had been filling his mind for some minutes why don't everybody go there i heard about that awful place where some folks go mr burge told about it in some of his preaching now what's that for why don't they all go to heaven the little old lady heaved a deep sigh sure enough why don't they she said at last and the curious part of it is that it's just because they won't they don't have to pay for it they don't have to go away off after it they don't have to die for it because they've got to die anyhow and they know it's dreadful to die all alone and they know that every single thing that the lord jesus wants of them is to love him and give him a chance to help them and the long and short of it is they won't do it that's awful silly ejaculated toad silly why there ain't anything else in all this big world that anywhere near comes up to it for silliness why don't you think and here her voice took a lower and more solemn tone and the wide cap frill trembled with earnestness don't you think there's men and women who believe that every word in the bible over there is true and they know there's such a verse as that we just heard whatsoever ye shall ask in my name that will i do and there's tired folks who know the bible says come unto me all ye that are weary and i will give you rest and there's folks full of trouble who know it says cast thy burden on the lord and he will sustain thee and there's folks chasing up and down the world after a good time who know it says in thy presence is fullness of joy and at thy right hand there are pleasures for evermore and there's folks working night and day to be rich who know it says i am the true riches and the silver and the gold are his and just as true as you live they won't kneel down and ask him for any of these things now ain't that curious i should think he'd get kind of out of patience with them all toad answered earnestly and say let em go then if they're determined to the old lady shook her head emphatically no he loves them you see do you suppose if my winnie and my boys should go wrong and not mind a word i say i could give em up and say let them go then no indeed i'd stick to em till the very last minute and i'd coax em and pray over em day and night and my love why it's just nothing by the side of his why he says himself that his love is greater than the love of a woman so you see he sticks to em all and wants every one of them toad revolved this thought in his mind for a little then gave vent to his new idea then i should think folks ought to be coaxing em folks that love him i mean if he loves all the people and wants them and is trying to get them why then i should think all his folks ought to be trying too that's it said the old lady eagerly that's it exactly he tells us so in the bible time and time again let him that heareth say come now you and me have heard and according to that it's our business to go right to work and say come the very first time we get a chance but deary me i do believe in my heart that's half the trouble folks won't do it 
his own folks too that have heard and have got one of the mansions waiting for em he's given them all work to do helping to fill the others and half the time they let it go and tend to their own work and leave him to do the coaxing all alone mother interrupted winnie impatiently drumming on the corner of the bible i thought you said it was bedtime i could have learned two grammar lessons in this time the mother gave a gentle little sigh well dearie so it is we'll just have a word of prayer and then we'll go toad in his little room took his favorite position a seat on the side of the bed and lost himself in thought great strides the boy had taken in knowledge since tea-time wonderful truths had been revealed to him some faint idea of the wickedness of this world began to dawn upon him all his life hitherto had been spent in the depths and it would seem that if he were acquainted with anything it must be with wickedness yet a new revelation of it had come to him ye will not come unto me that ye might have life he did not know that there was such a verse in the bible but now he knew the fact and it gave this boy who had come out of a cellar rum hole and had mingled during his entire life with just such people as swarm around cellar rum holes a more distinct idea of the total depravity of this world than he had ever dreamed of before it gave him a solemn old feeling he felt less like whistling and more like going very eagerly to work than he ever had before there's work to do he said to himself he's got a mansion ready for me it seems i won't ever want other folks's nice homes any more as long as i live cause it seems i've got a grander one after all than they can even think of but then there's other mansions and he wants people to come and fill them and he lets us help then his voice took a more joyful ring like that of a strong brave boy ready for work there's work to do plenty of it and i'll help i'll help fill some of them poor homeless boy said the warm-hearted little mother downstairs deary me my heart does just go out to him and to think that he owns one of them mansions and never knew it well now he shan't ever want for a home feeling on this earth if i can help it i do believe he's one of the lord's own and we must feel honored winnie dear because we are called to help him don't you think he's a good warm-hearted boy dearie oh yes winnie said indifferently but mother he does use such shocking grammar End of chapter 13